Yo. Let me let y'all know. You are now tuned in to one of the best in the pie in the zone podcast. One of the hottest movies of all time. You hear that background, baby? And I'ma tell you this, you got four of the baddest brothers and sisters rocking this here today. Let me slide out the way as you can see the win. An exclusive October 24th. 1978 production and i'm gonna tell you this right out the back family october 24th is a special special day and another reason i love this movie so much because that's my birthday oh wow five oh, years yeah. of age october 24th one of the baddest brothers was brown five years old and the weirds have rocked my world ever since before we begin man as always as always we want to let you guys know we want you to be safe. We hope you've been protecting yourself. These COVID-19, it's real out here in the streets. We know it's impacted some of our lives, whether it's been prof uh, professional or personal. Hey, be safe. Take care of yourself. Mask up. Social distance. And most of all, man, take care of yourself and understand that this thing is real. We love you. We want to see you here each and every day. And with that being said, man, I'm going to get on out here right now, starting with our co-host out here today. We're going to rock it off. We're going to start off with you, Angela. Go ahead and get a quick introduction of yourself, sweetie. <laughs> Angela Bell, I'm happy to be back again to talk about The Wiz. I've loved it and also been deathly afraid of it <laughs> during my lifetime. Yes, yes. Um, but I'm really right. excited. I echo everything you said. Everyone stay safe. Happy early Thanksgiving. Uh, one of the quotes was count your uh, blessings and cut your losses. So I think we should all be doing that, you know, this Thanksgiving. So happy to be here. <laughs> all right. All right, Angela. Welcome to the show, sweetie. Hey, uh, Jay Murray, go ahead, brother. Hey, we got a rookie in here, man. We're about to actually, it's his second time on here. He a newbie to the podcast, but he's a, definitely a veteran in the social media game. Jeff, let's give him what you got, brother. Man, good to see y'all. Great to be here. Going to throw my W's up for the Wiz today. You know what I'm saying? So uh, truly appreciate being, this is my second in the zone. This is my very first movie review. So I am a newbie. Y'all be nice, be easy. Work me in slowly, but surely. So I'm happy to be here. We will have a good time, man. I really love this movie growing up. So I'm really excited to get started. Yes, sir. And listen, you all know it. You see her out there with the bow. On the top of head, Shanine, she's no rookie to the game of social media or the podcast. Hey, sweetie, tell them what's up, baby. Give you a quick introduction. Hey, everyone. Happy Saturday. Happy holidays. And again, just echoing the sentiments of everyone else, we hope that you're saying stay safe out there. And the this is definitely one of my favorite movies. So I'm super excited. I try to blend in, you know, some of the colors. Uh, one of the hottest scenes in the movie. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to talking about this today, and we hope that you enjoy it. Hey, I feel it. And again, man, it's T. Ivy, the fly guy, the great Oz, as you can see in here. Hey, man, we're about to get in. This is about to be a fantastic, fantastic review of one of the hottest movies and Broadway plays that's been put out there. So with that being said, I'm going to cue this down just a little bit. And we're going to go ahead and get started, family. We're going to make this thing happen out here today. So listen, just, just before we begin, I'm going to give you guys just a little quick um, 
quick run of the show on how things are going to be, you know, happening out here today, man. We're going to we're going to talk about this movie, what it's gross. We're going to talk about some of the most iconic scenes that's been out there. The characters, memorable quotes. It should be a ton of them coming on now. And most of all, and I'm not even going to give it all away today. I'm not going to give it all away. I'm going to give you one more little piece out here. But we're also going to talk about how this movie actually impacted fashion. All right. Believe it or not, even in 1978, the Wiz has still had some impact on fashion out here um, as a whole. And then we're going to get in and talk about a little bit of drama, a few other things. And we're going to keep making it happen, man. So, so just uh, before we go ahead and get it started. Can I get a teaser, just a teaser from one of you guys on what was something that you either may have noticed or some little known facts about the movie? Or you know what? Let's do this. I want to know from you guys right now, and then I'm and I'm doing just a little bit of reverse order on it. I'm gonna know from you guys right now why did this movie make such an impact on you? All right. Just tell me why it made an impact on you guys right now. Uh, Shanine, I saw your lips kind of, you got that little lion look about yourself. Why don't you go ahead and lead us off with that right now? You know, I'm definitely a Leo, so. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Spot on. Um, so, so for me, you know, growing up, obviously watching The Wizard of Oz. So uh, just to see this story being told from our point of view, was amazing and and that's definitely how it impacted me and I believe that that's also how it impacted a culture black culture um, more specifically you know just us being able to see uh, this iconic story the wizard of God, turned flipped upside down uh, definitely all of our Black magic added to it, and, and and here we have the Wiz, which is a classic. So, for me, that that was a huge thing to see that representation from us. Absolutely, can I get a woo woo? I mean, y'all see this, right? <laughs> this might be that original DVD right in here, baby, right there. Just let you know that I ain't new to this. I grew this. Let's get it. Man. Hey. Uh, Jay, you want to give us a shout out with yourself, man? Tell me just a, a little quick little piece on how this uh, movie impacted you, brother. Man, I've, I've always I've always loved like musicals as a kid. You know what I'm saying? So growing up with musicals, uh, with some of your favorite artists like Michael Jackson is going to be in this. Diana Ross is going to be in here. Like, yes. man, this is going to be pretty dope. So you know, just to already have that lead in and 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 have our our look of the whole movie it just made it it made it an amazing experience man it was just it was something i look forward to anytime this is one of those movies whenever it came on rerun whatever i was doing i just stopped and i was like okay the wiz is on you know so this really yeah it's definitely a big impact to my life and uh just because it was it was all about us man it was all about us hey and that, that, that's for sure. And by us, he's telling me it was for us black folks, man. Let's go ahead and put it on out there. We're in the town right now. We can freely say it. Hey, I'm black and I'm proud. Let's go. You know, go, on, go on, get it. Hey, that's right, sister. Come on. Here we go. Out here representing. It just looked like Jeff, not the only one that has conformed to a little bit of American, you know, uh, standards of the black male. You know, clean cut, shave it. Oh, but there's wine. <laughs> Angela, tell me what's up. Tell me what happened with you, man. 
Angela, tell me how uh, I know this. I uh, agree with Jeff and Shanine, definitely. I definitely agree with Jeff and Shanine. Seeing us, I love music, have always loved music, love Michael Jackson, you know, so that was amazing seeing that. And then, you know, just some of the messages, you know, Diana Ross's character was this coming of age sort of a story for her. So I really identified with that. And they had a lot of really good messages in there. I know we'll talk about later, but it was just good seeing us. And it was just, the music was amazing, you know? And it's interesting, I'm sure you're gonna talk about how when it came out, it didn't make a lot of money. So I, I had to ask my mom about that. What, what, were, you, what were you all doing when this what came out? What was wrong with y'all? You know, like, yeah, like, what happened? Hey, hey, Angela, see, you almost kicked the conversation off real quick right there. I mean, it's just that easy, you know, to go ahead and, and get through that, man. But, mm -hmm. but we appreciate that. And we're going we gonna to go ahead and fire it up as I kind of share with some of you guys, you know, and with the world right now, October 24th, 1978, one of the baddest movies in the land came out. But also, October 24th, 1973, at 7.32 and 42 seconds, you had a king that was born. That is I, T.I. the fly guy. So I'm telling you, man, this movie was meant to be for me. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, I used to have this little conversation with moms all the time. Do you see that little other movie, The Wizard of Oz? You know, it came out there. I was like, no, it got to be something better than that. Hey, I think the first words out of my mouth may have been, The Wish. <laughs> but nonetheless man hey i'm telling you this movie impacted me since i was five years old like you said just the theatrics of it the music um the costume i mean we're thinking about you know technology obviously wasn't what it is now with special effects and all that but hey glinda the good witch the lion the tin man all them like i needed all of those characters and in case some of our people wasn't on with us a little earlier hey i've taken this i ain't new to this Y'all see this? We talked about doing it right now. I'm protecting myself. Hey, with that mask right there, COVID-free is the way to be. So with that being said, let me hop right into it, man. Give you just a smidgen of a little background about this movie right now. In case you guys didn't know, this was, you know, about a 24-year-old kindergarten teacher. Of course, her name was Dorothy, played by whom? Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Hey. Ross herself. We born and raised off in Harlem. You know, they out there celebrating and how convenient. They're celebrating Thanksgiving, you know, with her extended family. But, you know, she doesn't seem to be thankful for much. She's kind of, you know, feeling like the world is on her shoulders. She don't really want to leave. She don't want to get out. She's just comfortable with what it is that she um, has going on right now. So she lives this really self-imposed shelter life because her family was pushing her like, hey, girl, get on out here. Let's Let's get out here and make this thing happen. And then, you know, hey, we know how it took some, takes on um, its its own life after that. Leading with that little dog, infamously known as Toto. Toto. You know, coming on out there right now. <laughs> Toto indirectly changed Dorothy's life. And with that being said, you know, uh, Angela kind of led into it a little earlier, saying that the movie didn't make that much money. And I'll tell you this, the budget... The budget for this film back then was estimated at $24 million. Blew my mind to read what? that. Amazing, right? $1970 million. Which is, they said it's equivalent to like $94 million today, though. Today. Like, what? And look, and they, they took an L because they said it grossed in the U.S. just $21 million. Mm -hmm. 
uh, dollars, you know, coming across $21,049,053.13 to be exact. Somebody, you know, them taxes, they slid it on in there. And I think that that was even after the fact, because I think originally it was like 13 million, yeah. like when it was released, and then later they made more money. So, yeah, yeah that was and, a big loss. And and this, the whiz now, though, you know, in popularity, I want to say that this, it's become more of a cult, because it's either one or two things. Either you love it or you hate it. Yeah. Hey, but I'm, I'm going to share this with you. Yes. I got a 23 year old and a 20 year old, and both of them know every scene. Of the wins. <laughs> good job, Dad. Know, right? Good job. Good job. Hey, man. I'm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, so I'm gonna test. Uh, test you guys. Just, just a little smidge here. Anybody knew of any? Um, a little bit of the drama that was surrounding the Wiz. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Shanine. Well, I knew. I I did a little research, and I did read that. Originally, uh, Diana Ross was not really the front runner for the role, and Barry Gordy had to go and convince folks to let her in. Like, let my woman in. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and we know who was before her. It was supposed to be Stephanie Mills. Stephanie Mills. So, you know, I mean, hey, knowing, knowing what we know now, Wait. seeing what's Wait. happening, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that to a little bit. Little deep. Anybody got else? Something else to add to that? I do have one. So it's the easy one that's out there, right? First of all, they were talking about how this was the most expensive Broadway play that was put out there, and it was also supposed to have been the change of black exploitation, you know, right. film. I saw that. That was out there, right? You know, they were all, oh, no, y'all got to be shucking and jiving. What do you mean that you're doing good and you're trying to change people and blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And of course, they always compared it to, what's the other movie name, though? Wonderful what? It's something one of, I, I don't know, some Wonderful other. Wonderful Wizard of Oz, something. I don't yeah, know. Some other movie. But you know what? They tried to compare those two, and they definitely did on the financial. They made a point to let you know that uh, they're, they're, they actually had a uh, a budget of 2.8 million but they were back in 1939 right okay and they grossed 29.7 put in 2.3 gross 29.7 you know so they tried to make that look like see we're better right so that was right. a little drama and, and so and what angela spoke about earlier i'm talking about the film how it did not gross the type of money it really should have at that time you know, they was like, see, we didn't told y'all. Yeah. Go back out here, shuck and jive and dance, huh? You know, that's that's what they came on up with. So, right. Uh, Did you, I asked my mom. She said she went to see it and it was like popular when it came out. I don't I don't understand what happened because I would think Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, like everybody, everybody would be like, oh, let's go see it. And when they did, um, they did a remake on NBC, that Broadway kind of remake. Yep. I actually had like a party at my house to show it and I was so excited. So I know if it had gone to the movies, I would have gone to see it. You know, had all my friends come with me. I'm just shocked. Let me my question you. is back then, did they have bootlegs? Because maybe that ate into the book. <laughs> Only thing I could think that because we had to be watching that. We had to watch it. So maybe it was a bootleg out there that got loose. Hey, I'm gonna just take it to you know maybe funding wise for our families we just didn't have the funds to get out I ain't gonna say we bootlegged it already you know 
We can't bootleg the Wiz, man. I'm just saying <laughs> the only movie I have on my damn laptop. The only movie I have in full on my laptop right now. And it's been there for at least at least 15 years. So okay. you know, you hey, go. it is damn. My computer 15 years old. <laughs> I'm not great. <laughs> Denise, I saw your eyebrow like what? Like, what the what is going on here? But but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? So look. Um, Hey, we, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you this. And, and I already know I won this one. But um, tell me how many times you've actually watched this movie. Probably 10. Damn, just 10. Okay, answer with 10. Shanine? Jeez, I would... I Well, no, I can't say that. I was going maybe once every year but that's not accurate so i don't know maybe 15. okay well that's getting a little better <laughs> i'll probably say i slid in there about 13 right in the middle or so man hey, you killing you know, me what is yeah. going on here listen i promise you in my adult life in my adult life i'm even talking about as a child i watched this movie a minimum a minimum of three to four times a year as an adult. Hey, wow. When raising my kids, hey, it was birthdays we would celebrate with them, special holidays, or when I needed to just get rid of their ass for about two hours and 15 minutes, I was like, let's go watch The Wiz. You understand? Right. You got the script memorized then. You got the whole script memorized. That's me in five heartbeats, but this is this is your five. <laughs> Do you see my face? <laughs> Okay, then. That's just letting you know that right now. So, um, with all with all of that being said, I know everybody has watched it at least you know darn near a dozen times. That's that's where we are with it right now. Uh, share with us, share with us, and and this rip, Jeff. I'm a, I'm actually start out with you. Um, can you share your most iconic or rewatched scene that you have? Mine, mine would be. Um, Eveline and the crew over there, man, at the, you know, in the sweatshop because, <laughs> because the way they kicked it off, man, they, they jumped it off with music and dancing. I don't know if y'all know that song. What's the, the official name of that song is actually, um, uh, everybody rejoice. Yeah. But, but we always hear, you know, brand new day, brand new. you know what I'm saying? But that was penned by the one and only Luther Vandross. I don't know if y'all knew that. No. that? Luther was Vandross. That Luther or Luther? He was big back then. <laughs> hey, big Luther. Okay, okay. <laughs> that was before he started getting healthy. So right. the big Luther actually penned that song. But I love that scene because it was just so engaging from, you know, it started off, you know, they, they doing all this work, but they were dancing, you know, they was kicking it. Music was going. Um, but then you had some drama in there when they tried to take out her homies and then, you know, ultimately went in, went in the whole scene, you know, and they just out there rejoicing, man. So I enjoyed it. it you know, I, I really want to hope, hopefully find an old version with Luther singing it, you know, some little, <laughs> some copy or something, but I, I couldn't find anything, but yeah, that was my favorite scene. Eveline sweatshop. Yeah. Yeah. You killed my sister. 
Right. You're talking about, and hey, man, I can't even do it. But why, her, why her hands fold all back up like that? <laughs> that movie is still so creepy to me, and I had a nightmare last night watching that movie at one a.m. I dreamed I was in some modified version of the sweatshop, oh. and it had all these torture rooms. Oh. Yeah. Hold on, let, let me go and get, let me pour a drink up to that one because you didn't, uh, you know, you, you may have brought a little something on after the answer that we need to talk about. <laughs> Some mod modified version of being tied up. And <laughs> oh, wait a minute, that's another conversation. <laughs> Still only three in the afternoon, so <laughs> right, right. it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> so, so hold on, I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you just a moment, Miss Bell, to recover from that. Ms. Murray, tell me, tell me about yours. You know, what was your uh, most iconic and or rewatch scene in this right now? Okay, so my second one, I have two. My second one is the Wayne uh, in the sweatshop, but my first is the color scene. Oh man. I am a huge fan of dance and choreographed dance. I used to do it back in the day. So the performing, oh my gosh, just the fashion just oh like they were just they were so dope like super bad the it was like black elegance i mean excellence elegance everything in one that is my favorite 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 scene of the entire movie they just i mean gosh they were just amazing the dancing yeah okay, okay. and man I, man you guys y'all you all are sparking so much thought in my head right now so, i mean you're talking about the choreograph um the, how they choreograph the film, the dance and the music with it. And both of you have brought up this um, this sweatshop scene so far, right? Like, you know, can I feel a brand new day, right? They going on. I do have one question though. After she was killed and they came up out of that little creepy costumes thing, why did everybody have diapers on? <laughs> <laughs> like, man, they had the little pieces, they go and they dance and I'm like, what is going on? They're starting life from babies. They're starting, they're living life. They're being rebirthed. That's why. It's yeah, a brand new it, day. And if you think about it, when they came around to break time and she didn't give them breaks, what do you think? How else you'll use the bathroom? They had campers <laughs> on so they could use the bathroom. They got no breaks. Good point. So they had the pampers on. Well, you know what? Thank you for that. Because Let's keep on working. No bathroom yeah, breaks. 40 years of life, man. Hey, I never thought of it that way. You ain't taking no damn break. You ain't bringing me no, you ain't going to the bathroom telling oh, I hurt my toe. Because you ain't going to bring her no bad news. I know. Hey, you see how I did that? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. But I always thought that was, man, I thought that was just a little awkward. But, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Angela, what was your most iconic scene and or rewatch scene? So I had a few, but that definitely was one of them, Brand New Day. And it's funny, because I don't know if anybody watches Family Guy, but they actually put that scene in there. You know how they just do random snippets in there. Mm -hmm. So they had had someone say, oh, well, the cops, something like the cops, they're not working anymore. And it was like these white people like, oh, my God, thank God. And then they opened up their skin, and it was Black people. And then they started performing to Brand New Day. <laughs> so I just looked up that on YouTube. But oh, yes, wow. that scene, Brand New Day. Um, I agree with Shanine, Emerald City scene with all the colors. Me and my sister used to walk around in the living room. You know, you had to be seen, green. You know, we love that. <laughs> so I wouldn't be called dead in red. No, right? Woo! 
Ooh, yeah, it was so hot. Um, the subway scene, uh, <laughs> so scary to me. So scary. I, yeah, that was freaky. It's just so creepy. This movie has so many creepy elements to it, but even still, that was creepy to me. Um, let's see what else. Um, the, even the Eveline no bad news scene. So all, both of the Eveline scenes to me were really good. And uh, I got to give my shout out to Michael Jackson, the scarecrow, when we were introduced to him. And you can't win. Like, ooh. and that scene was really deep, boy. Like, up on this, you know, up, mounted up. And these crows are just telling him, no, you're dumb, you stupid, stay up there, you know. And it right. showed you, like, surround yourself with good people because Dorothy then yes. came in, helped him down. Don't surround yourself with these people that are telling you you can't and you won't and you're stupid. Yes. You know? yep. so, that scene was bullied. Man, and and we, we're about to dive right into that one. Then I'll come with mine also. But listen, how, how paramount is that scene right now? You yeah. know, how many times have you heard people tell you no? How many exactly. times have you heard them tell black folks no, yeah, you can't yeah. do it? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's this, it's that. You can't make it. And we buy into that. Or people buy yep. into that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say they even said in there it was like, yeah, and you pacify yourself with your wine and smokes or something like that. Yeah, deep. This movie was much deeper out than The Wizard of Oz because it had some talk to talk yeah. about oppression and just it was self doubt. It was yeah, important. important it was. In there for sure. Hey, Mike <laughs> told them he told Dorothy when he finally got down there. He said, "So wait a minute. <laughs> you mean the only thing from me being up there and down here?" You understand? Hey, did y'all, did you hear that Michael Jackson voice? I, I heard it. Yeah, that was so good. I started looking yeah. around like, is Mike in the room? Hey, damn right, damn. Got a recording or something? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, but listen, I, I got a, I got a number of them um, that I've rewatched over and over again. Of course, we just brought that one out to the forefront about the scarecrow. And that was really, as one of the things that I think about in my professional life now and sharing that information with kids and with teachers and just get on out there and then no, you can do it. Sometimes, you know, we are we're our own worst enemy. You know, right. we get out there and we do these things, that whole crab in the barrel syndrome. And that's really what Mike was experiencing. Yes. At that time. Oh yeah. And then I'm, yeah. I gotta see if I can get up here real, real close for a hot second because this goes into my next thing. As they're walking and you see this. Those little <laughs> His little eyes go. Yeah. Lion. Hey. The lion. Yeah. 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 I got questions for you later on. But when the lion was outside of that building that he was in, and I'm giving it the name building on purpose, and it'll change it later. But when he bounced up out of that little statue, and my man Nipsey, before he gone, he said, Stop the presses. Stop the presses. <laughs> that lion, that statue is. He's checking us out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And my man busted up out of there and he gave this whole facade about how tough he is. <laughs> and and here comes last Toto. Nipped him on this part. He's like, And he fell his big ass on out of there. I could not believe that. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. And he was walking around there. I'm a mean old lion. Right. And Ross. How many of you saw your heel? Saw his heels on that damn car? Oh, I noticed that too. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, <laughs> hey, there was a couple of years I definitely thought I was going to be the lion for uh, for Halloween. One. No heels. I couldn't do no heels, man. I, I just, I just couldn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and, and I thought I found me a way around it, but then I could never find a costume in my size. Oh. You know, he was about five, five, four, five, five, somewhere around there. Was he? No way. Yeah, that, that, Are you kidding me? Did you see him? Look at the look at Jeff background. Well, he right? was as tall as everybody else. Look at look at the background. They like Barely five. Six, they like five, six, five, five. Look at he's he barely standing over Dorothy. But we know oh, that Mike well, we know Mike. No, Mike was taller, wasn't he? Mike is tall. Yeah, but Mike look at Mike. Mike, every time you see him, he bow-legged and shit. His legs all, <laughs> all <laughs> Look, you see them legs right there? Look at his legs right there, right now. <laughs> he nailed that. <laughs> so it's it's all good. Hey, and then I went to New York. The first time I went to New York, I thought about this movie and that subway scene. And I'm like, bruh, this is definitely, definitely some NYC shit going on right here, right now. And that subway, I was walking, and all of a sudden I was like, you know, you got that look like, who, who is that behind me? Are these walls going to come apart on me? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Them columns were no joke. Them columns were no joke. And I would never, I would never throw anything away in them trash cans because I definitely didn't want them to eat my arms up, man, like they did with Mike was trying to get them. Scarecrow almost lost both arms on that. Both arms in one sitting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, man. All right. So that, that that's never one. We, we got that going. Hey, tell me this. And uh, whoever him I didn't get to start with yet, um, Shanine, tell me who's your most who's your most iconic character in this movie? You know, honestly, I had a very um, I had a hard time trying to decide who was my most iconic character because they I think that they all just really did very well in their roles. Um, yeah, they did. I, I really had a hard time. I almost just want to say give it to Toto because <laughs> you can't really choose between the, oh. between the people. I mean, I, I guess Diana because it was kind of based around her story, but they were all so good. I really had a tough time. With hey, I, you know what? Nope. I'm about to push you. Okay. I'm about to yeah. push you. You're going you're gonna have to pick one. I, get, I give you one in the possible even. but you got, you I'm going to pick uh, Diana because... I'm gonna pick Diana because um at first in the beginning of the movie, that's when I really noticed, my gosh, she's very insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She played, she played that scene, that role, especially like all, most of the movie until she got all proud when the wizard was like, Wiz was like, come see me. But other than that, no, she truly pray, played the role of just the fragile, um, Scared, afraid, you know, timid. She so I'm gonna give it to Diana because her her acting was pretty good. So so you you were talking about her her transition. Hey, Hmm? you coming to her transition right? Because I'm with you. When she came in, it's time to see the wizard. Her shoulders were back, you know. And VDP, we got this thing known as the chatty roll. She was caca. You know what I'm saying? Even when she demanded that her friends come up, well, I ain't coming up then. If they, my friends aren't coming up, like, yeah, but she, hey, she did kind of still get a little scared. She was like, he was like, what? She was like, <laughs> I tried. But then it's like, but then also, okay, just now that we're even talking about the growth part of it, and so then the cowardly lion, obviously, yeah. subway scene, he basically saved everybody. So there was growth on his end, also. But I guess I'm just gonna keep it with Diana because you won't let me give it to Toto. 
Right, not. Hey, Toto going to get supporting cast. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's going to get. Angela, who you got? I'm going Scarecrow. Yes. I've always just loved that character, even in the original Wizard of Oz. So, and Michael Jackson just nailed it. I just loved his character. And um, he was just touching all his little quotes that he added in along the way. And, you know, I, I identify with that character. And, and a possible to the lion. And, and, you know, cool that he actually, I think he actually won the Tony for it. Yeah. Um, and so, I you know, possible to him, but I'm going with MJ. MJ. <laughs> Man. Jay, that, come on, brother. You guys all pulled it pulled it together. I, I actually felt like the lion, because he was so cowardly after I saw he couldn't even handle Toto. <laughs> even as a kid, I'm like, it's a little old baby old dog. That You scared of that dog? <laughs> And then even earlier on after that, you saw how he, you know, like, like in the subway scene, how all those scenes were coming. And he was like, I got you, Dorothy. Come on through. Come on through. I got you. And I was like, oh, you getting some heart. Yeah. You getting some heart. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I just felt like he just, you know, took a full turn. And I was like, all right, all right. I kind of, I'm feeling you, lying. I'm feeling you. I'm not going to call you cowardly lying anymore. Just lying. Like Dorothy was calling him. I'm like, why don't you call him Cowardly Lion? Hey. But uh, he got better. He got he, he he turned the corner after a little bit. Okay. Andrew, what were you going to add to that? I'll say, I think it speaks to the fact that it was already there. Because that subway scene happened right after they met him. So he yeah. had it in him. He was scared. He was scared to go down to that subway. But he <laughs> saved them all. And then later on, what had happened? Uh, they, they walked right into the poppies because he was feeling himself. Oh, yes, honey. He's about to commit suicide and jump off. <laughs> what the hell? Right, like, come on, Dad. So I think he was being a little bit too hard on himself. You know, maybe yeah. he was a bit of a type A personality, but he had it all, I think, along, all along, deep down, you know. So. And you never know. He could have been the first Kanye. He could have been partially bipolar and uh, just kind of like felt like insecure at times and then felt strong at another time and felt insecure and felt strong. Oh um, Janine don't seem like she's agreeing with that one, but <laughs> hey, man, multiple personality disorder. I don't know. <laughs> no. I've never heard him referenced as the first Kanye ever. I know. Hey, maybe Kanye is the first lion. I don't know. <laughs> as a medical professional, I cannot diagnose him without having seen him as a patient. So. There, there you have it. That, that's what we're going to take on that one. Hey. <laughs> As we kind of discussed this, since we got two people that didn't hit about uh, the lion, let's let's dig into him just just a little more, you know. And, and we talk about his his growth as well, right? The county joint, you know, he busts out of there. His thing was the fear factor, because the king of the jungle is here. Yeah, I almost start singing again. I'm I'm swearing, man. I'm gonna try not to sing through here. I'm, I'm probably gonna do it at least two three more times, but two three more at least. At least two three more. So talk about his his transition, right? And how he went from that cowardly lion and really performing these courageous acts that he didn't even know. Because, hey, if he don't do what he do in the subway, the we is a real short movie. Okay. Yep. <laughs> right? They would never get through that gate. That gate was, like, strong. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I think throughout the they whole movie. it up. I know, right? <laughs> right. I think the whole movie, though, is kind of saying go with your instincts and your gut. Because all of their guts 
was the Tin Man was to feel. He's crying the whole movie. What do you mean you can't feel? You know, right. the lion, he's courageous. That's his guts. That actually saved people. Even Dorothy, like she stood up for her friends and put herself out there. That was her instinct. So, and the scarecrow, of course, his gut is to try to figure stuff out. And how do we get out of this? What do we do next? So that seemed like that was kind of an overarching theme to just go with your instincts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So man, one one of my uh one of my guys, and I'm gonna just switch it up just a tad, because we ain't, ain't nobody giving the the tin man no credit around here. Man. Oh, I have something to say about the tin man. I got something about the tin man. <laughs> Me too. I, I like him. Even when they had him at the sweatshop and before the Wicked Witch got flushed down the toilet because nobody uh, brought up the fact that her throne was an actual toilet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was so And listen, I've seen a lot of people in my life, but I ain't never seen two sisters that ugly. <laughs> Think, look, look, now, now y'all like, oh, that's right. I said it. I said it. Think well, about I'll it. She's sitting there. She opened up her picture like the old little school little watch. And got a little sister standing there, and then you put her next to it. I was like, yeah. like what's going on here? Those flying monkeys? Anybody? Yeah. You know? mm. Scary, uh, ugly, scary, that. Mm. So, hey, so so the Tin Man himself, just think about his thing. You know, what what's the what's the most needed human interaction that we have? And and it is that. It's it's touch, it's it's feeling, that sense yeah. of caring, that that sense of being loved. Mm-hmm. Hey, he just wanted to be loved, man. Yeah. He just wanted to feel. Now, I'm going to tell you this. If he had the ability to feel when he was getting his ass pressed like some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Dorothy. I'm a hollow soul. He didn't have me. <laughs> I don't feel any of this. Right. Uh, as he opened his heart. Hello, oh. hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Coming on in there, right? And his ex-wife. His ex-wife. Who can tell me what was his ex-wife's name? Teeny. did it right. She said, You you gotta lean with that, right? You gotta do the lean with it. Hey, the Tin Man with his with his magical tears, he brought Dorothy back from that high of the poppy seeds. Yeah. Hey, low key, low key, this movie had a a lot in it. It had just about everything except for sex in it right sex. yes because the poppies are drugs right it was poppy love perfume company and right what poppies can do you know what what poppies is associated with you know right hey who all got high who all got high in the poppy scene it was just dorothy toto and uh the the lion hey man i just had to make sure you saw toto ass was laid out he was like <laughs> Toto was out of there. Hey, Shania, how, how, how did they pick Toto up? How did they pick him up? Oh, <laughs> poor Toto. Oh, my God. That's why Toto, look, Toto was a, is, was a good actor. Hey, man, you know that was a stuffed animal. Toto was <laughs> right there. You know? I didn't even see that dog breathing. Right, right, you know. Hey, I swear one time he supposed to be standing still and he just... <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's all good. It's all good. All right. Look, uh, let's, let's keep this little celebration rolling with us, man. Most memorable quotes. What's your most memorable quotes in this movie? Uh, Angela, let's start with you this way. 
Okay, so talking about the the Tin Man. So I thought that scene about, you know, what would I do if I could feel? I thought that was amazing because it made me think about, you know, men and especially black men. They have this, you know, they have to be so strong all the time and they can't cry, can't show feelings, can't be vulnerable. But that line in the song was like, what would I what would I do if I could suddenly feel and to know once again what I feel is real. I could cry, I could smile, I might lay back for a while and if tears should fall from my eyes, just think of all the wounds they could mend and just think of all the time I could spend just being vulnerable again. I thought that was deep. So mm. I really, mm. I really like that line. Well, okay. hold on, before you continue, hold on, Jen. I, I, need the, I need the fellas to know something right now. <laughs> Did y'all just hear the doc? Y'all heard Angela saying out loud, hey, if you can spit that line to her, if you can internalize that, hey man, you might have a shot out there, bro. She's like the hymn you can feel, the what you can mean, and blah, blah, blah. Hey, give me that, give me that last two lines again. What was the last two in there again, Angel? The last two, and just think of all the time I could spend just being vulnerable again. Mm. <laughs> mm. He had game. The Tim Man had game back then. Man, let me tell you something. You see that is right now? I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. Hold on, let me take a little note right here. Take a note. Let me just spend some time being <laughs> rewatch that scene a couple more times. <laughs> okay. Find okay. somebody you could be vulnerable with. That's important. Mm. Yeah. You know the real me. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, I, I'm I'm just checking it out. So all right. All right. Well, Jay, what you got, brother? Got a couple more here. Oh, go ahead, Andrew. Uh, let's see. Uh let's see who said this. I think the scarecrow said this uneasy is the head that lies a crown. So he was that was in reference to the lion. We were just talking about, you know, it seems like he's putting all this pressure on himself and he's still he's courageous, but he's putting all this pressure on himself. So mm -hmm. you know, when you're in these, you know, big roles and stuff like that, you just put all this pressure on yourself. So I thought that was good. Um, another one, public office is the last refuge of the incompetent. So the whole scene with like Richard Pryor just reminded me of Donald Trump, <laughs> like smoking mirrors and all that stuff. You know, it right. really just this insecure man that's incompetent, don't even know what he's doing, but has this high office and everybody's when he said jump are asking how high, changing colors left and right. You know, so I thought that quote was good though. Uh, I don't want to take all of them. I already said count your blessings and cut your losses. I really like that one. Mm. And then I'll, I'll do this last one. So the scarecrow, um, when he first got off of his post, he said the result of the first experiment subject is a hopeless failure. And um, Dorothy was like, no, <laughs> you're not. You're just a product of some negative thinking. So I loved mm -hmm. that one. So mm -hmm. those, are, those are the ones that I'll say. There's a lot, <laughs> but I'll just keep it. Right, we're gonna, we gonna have to cut you off because they, <laughs> I'm snatching them all in here. Well, she took all mine. I don't know, Teron. <laughs> Quotes I have, I'll just sit back. Now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I got more. Right. <laughs> uh, what, what you, what you got? You got anything to add to that one, Jeff? Man, I will tell you the quote I, I, I thought of was, again with the Tin Man, because we haven't spoken a lot about the Tin Man, but the Tin Man was coming, you know, because I had a quote for the Tin Man. So if you remember when Tin Man had a Tina that was sit on me, he was on his back with his feet up. Uh huh. I had his hand, arms around his legs and Dorothy started pulling his hands back and he she was like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to hurt you. And he said, the genius who created me only took care of my dashing good looks, my razor sharp wit, and my irre irre irresistible attraction to the wrong women. 
I was like, oh. <laughs> that messed me up as a kid. I probably would have been married twice and in th- a divorce by now with four kids. But when he said that, I was like, there's, uh, there's wrong women out there. There's irresistible attraction to the wrong women. I got to be careful. So that really caught my attention when I was a shorty. And still kind of locks in right now. Got to be careful. Your face, man, when you said my attraction to the wrong women, your whole demeanor changed. You sat back and shoulders dropped. Oh, that. Man, that kind of scared the mess out of me as a kid. I said, bro, you got to be careful. You may end up like the Tin Man. <laughs> All right, ladies. Ladies, that's just it. You hear what he's saying out there now, right? You're going to have to come. Hey, if you come, you're going you're gonna to have to come with the fun, with the thunder. <laughs> you can't come on out there. You can't, hey, hey, you can't be the wrong woman. Hey. You, you know what that's right, though. And men walk around here with no hearts, hurting other people, hurt people, hurt people. Oh. Exactly. I got. I'm. I'm ever since then, I've been walking. I've been walking around with my own oil. Slide some more <laughs> to my thighs. You know, you gotta have your own oil. You never know when you're gonna lock up. We let Crisco oil. work just fine, <laughs> right? And the Crisco work just fine. Or STP, either one of you, whatever you want. Right. Right. Any more, Jeff? You got any more you want to add? That was that was one of my big ones with the Tin Man. So I don't even want to top that one. It was a lot of meaningful ones as well. Like Angela just put out there that really, you know, hit home and it made you think. And it made me think even more. Like when I rewatched this last night, you know, you're hearing some of these things. You hear it as a five year old. You're like, oh, that kind of rhymes or that makes sense. And then as you get older and now we watched it. I just watched it again last night and I was like. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mike. Okay, okay. You know, so there's a lot of great uh, statements in there. You made a mention, Angela, around Richard Pryor, insecure, reminded you of Trump. And if you remember, he was running for office. Yes. yes. You know, president-elect, he was trying to be in a couple offices and mm-hmm. throwing his things from the inflatable balloon, his little leaflets. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever he can do to try to win, he was going to do anything to try to win. And when he lost... He couldn't take it, right? So he was right. like, this is terrible. And it just reminded me a lot of Trump, too. When you said that, I was like, yep. Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So. All right. Come on, Shanine. What you got, Lee? Well, the Scarecrow, you know, just about everything that he pulled out from his hair or his head, yeah. his brain, you know, wherever he pulled it from, he always has something really great to say. So um, the one that sticks out the most for me is... Um, he says, success, fame, and fortune, they're all illusions. All there is that is real is the friendship that two can share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love y'all. Yeah, that was dope. That, that touched us so she kind of leaned to the side yeah. and gave that little smile. She's like, oh my God. So, that was good. That was, oh, that, that was That was great. And any additional ones before I hit this next scene? You got another one in there? Or? That's mine. Okay, so so the joys of going last with this one, right? Meaning, I didn't have to scratch off six, four, five, <laughs> nine that that you all took from me, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! And I started sweating. I don't know if y'all saw me at one point. Y'all was going. I'm like, dang, that's another one. That's another one. I had to do this. I had to wipe myself down. I didn't think I was gonna be able to get mine in because you would have hit them all. But, but, uh, leaning into what all of you said. And how we make this time with it. I have one pretty powerful one in here. And it comes from the lion. And the lion says, 
um, he was sitting back there. He was playing with his tail, you know, doing his little thing. And then he says, and they kicked me out on I-O-B-K. And the Tin Man said, what is I-O-B-K? And the lion goes, incapable of being king. Yes. And let me tell you why that one works right now. <laughs> we talk about all this nonsense that's happening in the world right now you know 45 out there doing his thing trying to do anything to keep being you know president you know we know he's incapable of doing it we got and but he's legitimately incapable of, of, of doing it right now but we yeah. got a lot of other folks right now who has those negative thoughts those negative people in their lives a lack of mentorship the lack of resources, the lack of just having self-confidence, and they put themselves down and they think they're incapable of being king. Or in this case, incapable of being a leader, a queen, a prince, a princess, a game changer, community activist, all those things just because negative thoughts that come about our minds. And so we got to work on that. We got to keep pushing that. But that lion, he played a hell of a role in this movie, man. And while a lot of them, a lot of them had some pretty powerful lines and um, played certain characters, that's why that guy's one of my favorites, man. Mm-hmm. Got to get on here and make it happen. So, what Coop Deville? Uh, hey, man. My mama used to tell me, Fleet, Fleet. That's right. My man say, Fleetwood Coop Deville. Deville. Mama had high hopes for me. <laughs> you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, man, I'm telling you. I, hey, I could play four, five roles in this. I'd be like, yeah. And then I'll go, lion. And then I'll go, yeah. What do I do? Anyway, I ain't even going to let my multiple personalities come on out right now. Just tried to get, put it on out there on me early, but it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right. All right. So we didn't we didn't dug deep into this, man. We didn't put a number of things out quote. here. Wait, go ahead. Okay, one more quote. From the Emerald City scene. Um, they were saying you've got to be seen green and then don't tell them that your cupboards are bare, that you gave up one week's feed to pay for your colored hair. I was just like, I thought that was pretty deep because, you know, a lot of us trying to keep up with the Joneses and, you know, that, exactly that is. which was supposed to be like downtown, you know, they're trying mm-hmm. to keep the Joneses, but haven't eaten for a week. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was pretty deep that they put but that. But your hair and your nails are tight, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. But the covers are bad. latest pair of this and that and, you know, so. Yeah, yeah that was good. <laughs> hey, that actually helps me out going into this next little scene right here right now. Okay. So what is the blackest thing that happened in this movie. We didn't even real deep. What's the blackest thing that didn't happen in this movie right here? Tell me what you got. And I, and I, don't, I don't even, I, I'm, I'm getting this one a toss up. Who got one of the blackest things that happened in the movie? Uh, I got I got a couple. I got a couple too. I got a couple. Yeah. I got a couple. Kick, kick me on out. Let, let's go. Let's, All right. I, go ahead, Shanine. I got one. And, and, and it's just, it was just, funny to me and more so the way she said when um the whiz said um for her to take off her 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 uh shoes right her silver shoes and she said she said I can't I can't someone told me I can't take them off till I get home but I'll send them to you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like later that's that, that's a black sh- <laughs> you almost said you can say it yeah we pg-13 you can say it <laughs> 
that's that's some black ish right hey, right. hey i can't give it to you now but i'll i'll send it to you though hey what's, what's that clothing is it posh is that the way you sell your old clothes is that who that is right now when they got out in the world right posh mark there you go okay See, that's the original Poshmark right there. Yeah, Y'all better remember that when we talk about how this movie impacted stuff down the line. You better make sure you remember that. <laughs> man, man, man. What else we got? Jeff, you said you had oh, one. Yeah, I got a couple. I got a couple. So one of the ones, like, if you remember when they were at Auntie M's house, right? And um, yeah. they went. <laughs> I don't think you're going to have the same one. You I bet may. you I will. You Try may. Go ahead. But they were moving around. Auntie Ann went, went to, into one of her bedrooms. It was a couple in there kissing. That was they, they off on a they off on a chair on the side. But if you look off into the background, there's that one bed in the house. When all company comes over and all the coats are thrown, all the coats are thrown. I knew it. it all them coats. It was a mound of coats. Nobody got a closet. Nobody has hangers. They just throw it right on the coat. Gosh. Every black family has that type of get together and say, "What bed we gonna throw the coats on?" <laughs> See, that was my scene, bro. Was that yours? <laughs> that was one of. I was, that's why I was pissed. But I got like, another one. No. I know you ain't get. I know I got one more. Go ahead. All right, I got one more. So the other one was when they in the graffiti scene when they're coming off the walls and they're dancing, and I forgot the name of the lady who was like the lead. Yeah, uh, that was moving. Too. Yeah, because she was in there and it was like, we didn't see her anymore, but she was in there and she had that conversation and Dorothy says, oh, you're from New Jersey? I'm from, I think, Harlem, right? So then she gives her address like, yeah, I'm on 433 Prospect. And she starts doing like four, three, three. So you want to play them numbers? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to play them numbers. Well, I'm trying Why to get home. home. <laughs> she said they were playing numbers on the Wiz. Playing the numbers. Yeah. So that y'all was real black. That was, some, that was a black moment. I'm sorry, y'all. I do have one more that I have written down here. Um, at the at the Thanksgiving dinner, when Auntie, basically just Auntie M trying to hook her up at the dinner and invited the man over for dinner. Right. Yeah. Hook somebody up, ain't they? She's like, will you stop trying to hook me up? <laughs> hey, she like, hey, if I'm gonna get this thing away, I'm gonna do it on my terms. Like, cool out. <laughs> she so did try to hook up though. That's what. That's what that's what they do though. That's yeah, they got making me nervous because I keep coming closer and closer to my other scene. Angela, what you got, lady? What's 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 your <laughs> okay, what's the, I got a scene that happened? Um, so definitely that opening scene, you know, Auntie M was like, you know, big mama. So that whole scene of, you know, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and then back in the corner, I could see you could see the little table for the kids. So that, you know, that's what we do. Um, let's see what else did I have oh so the lion and at multiple points I felt like he was feeling himself and so this was after I guess the subway scene he was like you stay with the big kitty and you'll be in heaven I was just like oh, okay right. yeah. <laughs> hey, he's letting you know hey Right, stay with the big kitty okay lion <laughs> all right, all right, lion. Hey, it's all more right. than me to over here I'm more than the furry damn cat right okay <laughs> Um, the crows in general, I, they were just really black. I, I can't even pick out what it was about them. Just the, I don't know, just the way they carried themselves and banter. And then just the name Fleetwood Coop DeVille. I just threw that on there. Not, they, and that, that low key, that is, man, how many, how many kids you'd have met in your lifetime named Portia, Alexis, 
Yep. You know what I'm saying? So not the damn car. Yep. Right. <laughs> Fleetwood. That's Fleetwood Coop DeVille. You need to be the lion. You need to make that happen for Halloween next year. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to start working on that right now. Right. Working on it. Hey, but I'm not wearing no damn heels. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You got the height without the heels. So. Thank you. Thank you. And that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> and, and look, I'm going to give you, and I promise you, all of you will agree with this, and I can't believe you all missed it. But the blackest thing that happened in this movie happened in the very beginning. And I'm going to let it lead all in for it. So we know they were playing in a big what? A big Thanksgiving dinner, right? Everybody eating. Yeah, they tried to hook her up. People drinking. They got the, uh, the little couple in there trying to get it on in because from Soul Food to the Wiz. See, the Wiz set that out first. Yeah, I remember Soul Food when they count the yeah. little folks in there. The mm -hmm. little couple, right? But they cutting up all that food. Everybody full as hell. And what happened to the daddy at the end? Be right uh, before the couch. Them on the couch, like oh, my God. the itis. He had the itis right then and right there. He was like, "Ooh, we, hey, he, oh, baby, don't worry about them dishes." Blah blah blah. Mm -mm. His big ass did not move. The itis. He went immediately, not immediately, immediately to sleep. Oh wait, somebody in the chat was like, "The blackest moment was when Fleet fell out of the poppy seed tongue and said." What's happening, baby? <laughs> <laughs> That's hey. Aaron. Yeah, Aaron Ireland. Yeah. That's so hey, funny. And, and, and I don't have that chat up, but please, man, if y'all see stuff popping up in that chat, make sure you bring that on out. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't yeah. Aaron also said them dishes ain't gonna wash themselves. You damn right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Right. And then Craig Elliott said the crows when they said you can't win when you smoke that smoke and you drink that glass of wine. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, yeah. Craig. We drinking our glass of wine right now. Right <laughs> now. Wait a minute, Shanine, was that wine in the can? No, this is beer. Hey, now, it was a straw. That's not the bougiest thing I've seen. She drinking beer with a straw. You got some competition, though, because Smitty Smith has seen the Wiz 90 to 100 times. I don't know what your numbers add up to be Ooh. like. I got it. And tell Smitty, we can we can come on out here and have a damn Wiz watch party with everybody. We're going to put it up on a big old screen and make this happen. Remember, I told you three to four times just in my kids as an adult. Now, I'm not talking about coming on up. That my daughter is 23, all right? So just her alone. Yeah. If you do that times three with her lifestyle, we talking about what? Okay then, Smitty. You don't want <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You said you don't want no smoke. Hey, you see me get my lion? Lion, see? Damn right. What else? Anything else in the chat we need to call out at this moment? Michelle, yes, I'm still freaked out. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Edmonds said the people in eyes fighting to get on camera. Cause you know when they were in the in the uh, oh man oh is that not some black you trying to do your interview everybody in the background fighting and shit trying to get on in the camera and whatnot you're like what the hell is going on did you guys catch that somebody asked to take Dorothy home for the night yeah, hey he did I was like damn hey catch that ever before and it came through so loud this time and, like that motherfucker was like right on the microphone hey what do you say Angela how you say it 
He's like, can I take you home tonight? I was like, yes. Right, when she was when she was doing her yeah. power walk. Oh my God. Hey, he looked at Dorothy. He was like, mm. Right. All right. <laughs> a TWA, hey. her little teeny weedy afro was Oh man, that TWA baby. Afro. Oh. Did hey. you all did you all catch that um in the gold in the in the emerald scene when they were doing the gold? Did you all catch that that was Quincy Jones playing the piano? No. Oh, I missed that. Quincy Jones playing the piano. Oh. <laughs> Now you're gonna make me. I'm about to click my movie back on and go right to that scene. Yeah, I'm to go back to that one. The yeah. go awesome. scene, he's playing the piano, he's turning right, and they were dancing on the piano. Yeah. And all that stuff. Yes, that was Quincy. I was, I saw that today though. I caught it today and I was like, Quincy, oh my gosh, yeah, cool. <laughs> I, I want to throw on one more quote that we don't want to miss that during that um brand new day, the celebration in a sweatshop, the yeah. Tin Man actually threw in the uh phrase from MLK, free at last. I don't know if y'all heard that. Oh. But he threw yeah. that in there as well, yeah. Uh, yeah. just when they started celebrating. Um, so yeah, that was that was a nice little, you know, drop that they put in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, hey man, a- anything else in that chat before we, we pop into this next one? Cause we might stir a few people up with this next question. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We good in there? I think we good. Uh, you see something else in there? Nah, I think they're waiting patiently. Okay. <laughs> now we've we've talked about Diana. We talked about Michael. We didn't talk about Nipsey. We didn't talk about Ted coming on in here. Would this movie have been better if Denzel and Angela Bassett or Stephanie Mills took on the lead roles? What you think? Do we have the same outcome? Do we have the same joy that we have watching this movie right now? What was Denzel doing in 1978? I have no idea. Probably studying, right? (laughs) (laughs) So knowing Denzel like you know him now? (laughs) No. Denzel Denzel nor Angela. Well, not to to our knowledge, they cannot sing Denzel nor Angela. This is a musical. No. The okay. only person who could fall into that, I felt, would be Stephanie Mills. Yeah. And she was Dorothy in the Broadway play before The Wiz came out mm-hmm. uh, on movie. So she was already casted for that. And I thought she would have did great with that. Yeah. Um, that's the only person that I could think. I can't see Denzel. I couldn't see Denzel because, I don't know. I never seen Denzel in a in a moment, a weak moment, right? And in, in, in Michael's moment, he had to be weak strong you know progressive back to you know a little shaking i think mike played that scarecrow you know position perfectly all right curveball no denzel what about big luther <laughs> big luther couldn't get on that little stand hey man big luther could get on that thing man they just stand had a with a broken big luther big luther could have been the lion yeah uh, Okay. Okay, I can see Big Luther as the lion. He's such a crooner, though. Would he have been able to belt that song, Mean Old Lion? Could he? Have I think that? so. He's so is it better with Luther? Voice of all time, though. So, I, I, if we had an opportunity to throw him in there, I throw him in there. <laughs> Bam! I would love to throw Luther in there. Yeah, so that would have been dope. We thinking, we thinking Luther, Big Luther would have done better then, right? Is that where we going? 
Well, I can't say better. I think the cast, I mean, I don't know that anyone who played their role, right. I say someone would have done it better than what they did. I agree. I agree. I don't, I don't, I really wouldn't want to mess with this cast. If anything, it would have to be a, a joint that came out now that was a remake. Yeah. Not an, a sequel, a remake saying, all right, let's redo it with some people that are relevant now that people can see and relate to. And then you throw them folks in there. Did you guys but, see? Did you guys see when they remade it for NBC? Yes. Oh, I did, but I didn't like it as much. Yeah, I was disappointed. <laughs> so, uh, Eben Debbie Roll, she asked way earlier when we first started the 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 show. She actually asked, "Do we think Tracy Ellis Ross could fill um, her mom's shoes in the reboot?" Hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this often, hmm. often enough don't mean it's all the time the kids are usually stronger than the parents because that's what the parents teach them like you got to be better than me you got to do this thing like, I don't, i'm not saying I, I wouldn't be against tracy ellis ross making this thing happen if she can but if she can't belt out home she can't oh. be doing it well, i think we have to do some out like that it'll be like ad lib like just move your lips <laughs> We're going to have our girl from Chicago sing this for you. <laughs> she, she might be too comedic to be Dorothy because she is hilarious to me. But didn't she just sing in her last movie? Yeah, she did. And she hit that oh, that's right. I, mean, I don't I, know. Was that her singing, though? Oh, you that was her, Bronx. That was her. That was she her rocked. singing? Oh. She rocked I'm gonna, it. I'm going to look that up and see if she actually, yeah, she actually sang that. It. I mean, I know it was her role, but sometimes they just put somebody else's voice over it. I don't know. Dang. Oh, somebody said Beyonce is Dorothy 2.0. Oh, I got to say no to that one. Hey, I, I'm going to say <laughs> hell no to that one. I'm still mad at her for remaking. Hey, what's the Before song? Before I let go. See? <laughs> right. Like, that ain't your song. What you doing? Man. Revo. I would love to see her as Dorothy. Cynthia Revo, she's my favorite. I loved her in The Color Purple. So that's who I love. If we were going to redo it, I would pick Cynthia Rebo. Okay. Well, yeah. Jeff, Jeff kicked this other little piece off with us, and it, it'll, it was our next one, but we'll and we'll come back to the other question first. But um, do we do do we need a sequel to this movie? No. And they did do a sequel to The Wiz, or The Wizard of Oz. They did, I think, multiple. There was a couple with Turn to Oz and some other stuff. But I don't think it, it was solved. Everything was solved. When she got back yeah. home, we knew she was going to be a new person. Right. Yeah. She came back and, hey, she may have went and hooked up with old boy after that. Hey, hey, what, what was his name? Henry, whatever the hell his name was. <laughs> hey, everybody sleep now. <laughs> hey, you see what did? Hey, he was like, just, just tap on the window with a rock. She like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she ready to get off a of, uh, hundred and forty whatever street now. <laughs> right, right. Hey, Amen. She ready to go to Midtown now. Right, right, right. right. She she been running all damn night. She need hey, she needs some relaxing relaxation. And, and and look, and just just before I, I swear this one just popped in. I want to know, ladies, ladies, how the hell Dorothy running them heels like that in the subway state scene? Oh yeah, I mean she you know like three two forty. She was running in there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was real heels too. And real heels. Well, you know, if we gotta run, we gotta run in our heels. We'll do it. It's possible. It's definitely doable. Do what you gotta do. That's what women do before. 
Hey, and those those wasn't kitten heels. It wasn't them little bitty heels. It was not kitten heels. They were some real heels. <laughs> they, they were blocked out, but hey, I need to know. And my ladies, my ladies that's watching this, ladies in the chat, tell me, can you get down in them heels like that? Hey, if, if it hit the fan, can you actually run in those heels without one of them breaking, without <laughs> you falling to the ground, without you taking them off your feet? Can you get down in them heels like Diana did? Yeah, I I usually don't even wear shoes that I can't move in <laughs> at all. Period. Period. Uh -uh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I just need Listen, to know. Tiffany Israel Williams said women could run a marathon in heels in the seventies. <laughs> well, damn, not a marathon <laughs> in the in the seventies. Damn. See, like we about to burn these little heels out. They gonna they gonna wear them little heels on down. You running a marathon. Jackie Joyner probably could have did it. Jackie Joyner. and all that. So those are not even coming. They probably had no arch supports and no shoes. <laughs> hey, you say that's them early. That was them Payless heels. Look, they must have been really, really comfortable because I remember seeing in, during the um, the Emerald scene, obviously that's my, I told y'all that's my favorite yeah. song. Mm -hmm. that, but Diana was on the sidelines and <laughs> like jumping up and down. Like she was so excited. So those must have been some super comfy shoes. <laughs> okay. Well, she had bunions right after bunion surgery. <laughs> right. Hey, twenty-four million dollars budget. Other. Twenty-four million dollars. Some of that went to those shoes. So. <laughs> there you hey, go. Hey, she was getting them damn bunions grinded down in there, boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. All right. So. But 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 all right. Real quick on that and on that sequel though, not a sequel but a remake because i really believe as as black kids these days they need these type of movies yeah. to keep them motivated keep them focused so they can see like this is possible or just to have that positive reinforcement i think it's yes. really really needed so even if it's not as good as our movie back in 78 it could be it could be their good movie right you throw denzel in it you throw you know throw other folks in there and uh you see what you go yeah he could be like, who's a girl from chicago who sings denzel could be the whiz right yeah the whiz uh, jennifer hudson yeah jennifer hudson could be the singer she lost some weight she can be dorothy she could hey, be about jamie Foxx? Fox? Can we throw she jamie Foxx in this movie oh yeah jamie, jamie Foxx. he'll be the scarecrow Wow, that's exactly where I was going with. We put Jamie as a scarecrow. <laughs> Jamie be the scarecrow. We need no, a light. I would do like a Chris Brown as the scarecrow. Yeah, and it, that was my only that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. All right, I can see Chris Brown and he could dance like Mike. That would be good. But, but yeah. it ain't enough physical scenes in there for Chris Brown. Y'all. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> you can win. Then I turned around and I said she can do it as regular the, the early regular Jennifer as well. Hey, when I, when I said it wasn't physical, Shanine did this. She was like this. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, mm, Mm. I want to set it in Chicago, though. It was set in Harlem. Let's set it in Chicago. That would be yeah. cool. We need the Chicago version. That's what. And, we're and so we wait to, go ahead. The scene with the um with the lion that 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 wasn't here. It did remind me of. No, that wasn't here. No, it wasn't. But it, it reminded be. me of yeah, the Art Institute. Institute. Yeah, yeah. The Art Institute. Yeah. Those lions. Yeah, I'm like he's on the Art Institute joint. Right. Okay. 
So we can remake it here. So then we need a remake in Chicago. That's what we were saying. So so hold on. So we're gonna rewrite the script. So right now we got Jamie Foxx as the what? Tin Man. As the Tin Man. You can be the Tin Man. Who gonna play the lion? Uh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> you know damn well he can't fit that outfit. <laughs> I mean, Kevin can play Toto. Oh, you gonna okay, make him play Toto? All right, all right, all right, he won't. <laughs> Who go, are we gonna oh, put Kevin, um, who you got? David Allen Greer played the lion on that Broadway remake, and I thought he did a phenomenal job playing it. So I would put him in that if we were gonna do it. He did great. I liked okay. him as the lion. Janine, who who you got in that chat? I saw you point at your screen. Yeah, they're they're saying some good stuff. So uh Aaron Ireland, he's saying Erica Badu as Miss One. Oh. oh yeah, good. We oh. got Craig Elliott says Lauren as Dorothy, Chris Brown as the Scarecrow, Buster Rhymes as the Lion, and Nas as the Tin Man. Damn, like a dungeon dragon. Hey, like wow, wow. Hey, Buster yeah, could be the Lion. Hey, Craig, that's good shit, man. Hey, man, I'm gonna hit you up about that one later. What else? Anything else in there? Yeah. Um. More. Morgan Freeman, Michelle Evans said Morgan Freeman, but as who? Oz. Oh. Yeah, maybe. He's like God. He's like, he would probably be Oz. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. He's died in like five other movies, hasn't he? Hey, look. look. Right. How, does, how does Samuel L. Jackson change the script as the Oz, as the great Oz? Oh. oh he's <laughs> super ignorant. Too much self confidence. There is no way. I Go kill her, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Aaron, Aaron Island said Lil, said Lil Wayne is the flying monkey. Oh, damn. Oh. <laughs> and he don't even need no makeup. Damn. Two thumbs oh. up. Hey, I'm with you, Angela. We're going to give that comment two thumbs up. Look, you even got her damn standing herself. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Brian said, Brian said Sam makes it rated R. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he definitely makes it rated R. <laughs> yeah. One of the critiques wow. in the, of the movie is that it was too scary for kids and too silly for adults. So I guess that would take it up a notch, maybe more for adults if we got Sam in it. Man. Man. We got it. I, I agree. Hey, man, those those are all fantastic, fantastic additions to it. Hey, that little Lil Wayne as the flying monkeys. We're going to put him in with Craig Elliott's comment also. <laughs> yeah, that's some good stuff out there right now. Oh, my yeah. God. We have one more person. Nikki, Nikki Crowder says Ruben stuttered as the lion. Perfect. I love oh, that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Okay. He has a great cool. He can blow. He can blow. He. Yep. I can see him being timid at times. Mm -hmm. That could work. Cool. So, I asked you guys this early. I did ask. I said, what do you think if this movie may be, and you can take it however you want, was this movie directly responsible for anything in our culture as related? And it could be from fashion to language to careers what you think? What do you think this movie did for us? It did a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull a Angela Bell, a, a Dr. Angela Bell on y'all. I got a few. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. I'm gonna pull a few out. 
All right, so if y'all remember the Crows, you know, they were Mike, you know what I'm saying? One yep. of the first things they, they said, they were like, yo, you know, what are the Crow commandments? Hey, they were, that was the first game, wasn't it? It was one of the first mm-hmm. games, man. And, and when they said that, it also made me think of Biggie, the 10 Crack Commandments. So I'm looking like, okay, I like it. And then, then they said, what's the Crow anthem? So they, they had a lot of... A lot of joints that kind of tied into like some hip hop feels and things like that, uh, that made Mike kind of respond and sing and stuff like that. So that was dope. Uh, if it, doing some of my research, I also heard that this movie inspired a couple real popular movies for us. Um, Get Out was one. Okay. And it also inspired Black Panther. Ooh. So when we talk about movies that we need to make a big impact to make black people feel proud to make people, you know, build on the Wiz did that for us and Black Panther came out and did that for us. And just like the Black Panther, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want uh, I don't know See, if I would want them to redo it. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's got that like it made the statement um, and I, I wouldn't want them to replace my man. Uh, in that role. Um, who knows, though? You know they were in the process of doing another part two, so who knows how that's going to go. Um, one more thing. Right after, eight months after The Wiz was launched, you know what dropped? What album? Off the Wall by, by Michael Jackson. And he said specifically, he said there were a couple things that influenced that album. Uh, while I was in New York filming this, going back and forth to uh, Studio 54. And he said the hip-hop culture, because it was so much hip-hop going on in New York around that time. So he said he pulled from both of those when he dropped Off the Wall eight months later. So that was amazing to hear that. And I'm like, man, I got to like pay attention to Off the Wall. Now I got to play that album again. Um, and then one other thing, and I'll leave it at that, uh, is um, if, you, if you listen to... Uh, Beyonce, how she kicked off Coachella, the same horns uh, from the Emerald City sequence was used in the beginning of Coachella. Oh, wow. Bam. Bam. (laughs) So it was a lot. We were, it was like really affected. Our culture right now was definitely affected by what happened way back in the Wiz because when we were back there, we absorbed that. We watched it so much and we took so much from it. And we used it like now in our our time now. So yeah, that was it's a huge mo- movie. That shows how impactful it was. Okay, okay. And and before before the rest of our co-hosts hop in with that, I'm mean, to give you just another quick one. And I'm hopping in the chat because I was able to grab that. So um, Alejandro Marcus, what up, brother? Another Kenwood Bronco Dominguez. He says, "Hey, it set the pace for how black actors and musicians and producers and directors could collaborate in the musical." So he's telling me, hey, this is the thing that set that off for him right now. You know, a long time. Like I said, all they was used to us doing was shucking and jiving, kind of putting their stuff out there. Yeah. And then, um, Aaron spoke about an all-black cast, not one white person, not one, is his comments that he put in there. So so absolutely, man. You know, those are dope in itself. That, that's coming on out of the chat right now. That's true. Not even an extra, was it? Not even a not dancer. Even Oh. Okay. That's pretty impressive. So, so, Just, Jason, uh, hey, Angela, what you got a damn clapper going on with your light over there? She was. 
the light went out on it one night. <laughs> and the sun didn't set, you know. <laughs> Quiet on the set. Quiet on the set. Somebody didn't tripped over the cord. <laughs> I can be slick about it. So, hey, so, so, hey, man. Hey, I'm going to say this in front of everybody, brother. As a as a second time on here, you you got some pretty good stuff coming on in here, my brother. Oh, man. I had to come prepared, man. We got some real, you know, some seasoned vets in here. And, and look at this one down here fighting with the damn strong. <laughs> hey, if y'all kick me off next time, it ain't ain't because I ain't try. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so what else? What else is it responsible for? Fashion, language, culture, careers. Go ahead, baby girl. I got something. Um, Lil Kim's crush on you video. Mm, that's good. The colors. Mm-hmm. I okay. love that video too. Yeah. Hey, hey man, it All took right. me a second to process that one. I'm gonna let you go back to it, but you said Lil Kim and the Wiz. I was like, what? Nobody hoeing in this? <laughs> no, what are you talking about? <laughs> but he talking about the colors in there. Okay, give give me yeah. more. Bring the crush on you video. She she flipped it up and she did like you know the Emerald City scene. Basically, you know, in the video she had the, the color, all the colors, the, the different wigs, everything in that video. There you go. Okay, so we got we responsible for music. The same thing they got going on right now, setting those sceneries and things. Out there. Angela, you got anything to add to that? There, I don't think I have anything to add. I was really stumped with this because I think because I didn't see it, you know, in '78. It's hard, it was hard for me to kind of go back and pull things that are. <laughs> I'm trying like to have some extra to add in on there, but you guys are really creative with the way you thought about Lil Kim and some of the, you know, hip hop and stuff like that. Um, you know, I would I would probably just say the thing that I would think it added is just, you know, um, the fact that we could do it, you know, and I, it was kind of disappointing to read that it didn't make the money that I thought it should have. But, you know, the fact that, like that person said, we could come together and put this huge production together that was beautiful, you know. And then I'm sure now that it's such a cult classic, you know, they look back on it and are proud, not thinking about, oh, we lost money on it. But, right. No. Yeah. That's about Something all. Something very special. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to definitely take all, all of that. And I got, got two last questions we're asking. And, uh, before we get on out of here with this little piece. Um, but that last one, like we all watched it and we know in any great movie, there's outtakes. We find stuff that was wrong in the movie that they screwed up. I'm gonna just kick one off and then you guys share with me one that you had also. So we all talked about when they went in a sweatshop and the witch was going through whooping everybody with what they had to do, you know, put them on out there. And if you guys remember, Michael was on this, he was on the um, on the table with the table saw. And that saw came across and it cut Michael's body and from the waist and his torso. It cut him right in half, right? Like we all remember that, that scene. <laughs> but after Dorothy came up there and she flushed the witch down the toilet and shit, she's like, put him back together, put him back together. She was like, here's his legs. They pulled his arms together, his hands. I was like, what? When did his arms come off? Wait a minute. They only cut him in half. Where all this other shit break up from here? <laughs> so what else did y'all notice in the movie that they goofed up on? So the sprinklers came on also in that scene. And all of a sudden, everybody was just dry. 
everyone. There wasn't no drop of water or anything. Like after <laughs> Eveline was dead, dry. <laughs> so they didn't do that part right. Uh, they definitely did not. In, in any other add on, it was a lot actually in that scene that they screwed up on. Anybody got any? Because I, I I can keep going with it because Dorothy, she was up on that dance on that table. Yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. going. And Dorothy had like a damn sweat stain that was this big <laughs> under her arm. It was, like, it was like this big, man. And then all of a sudden, when she came back, I don't know what kind of deodorant she used, but it was gone. It was gone. So I had, that's just another one we got in there. It was a massive fan in there and it dried all the water from the sprinkles as, as sprinklers as well as her sweats. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh anybody got any other ones? Yo, I did notice like the wicked witch of the south. That was a good one at the end, right? And you notice like south and west, like south side was always the good side and the good healthy side, and the west side was the bad side, the west, you know, wicked witch of the west. I'm from the south side. So, I mean, the south, you know, we got grass. <laughs> um, so, anyway, going back to the south, Wicked Witch, the south witch, right? If you remember all the snow that was coming down, right? Why wasn't it evenly coming down? It was like studio snow. Like, it was a stream of snow here, a stream of snow here, a stream. I was like, when did snow start coming out separate like that? Right. I was like, what's going on here? Uh, a clean, like, flurry. Can I get a clean flurry? So... That really caught me off guard, but you know, we notice this stuff now. As a kid, I know. I was cool with it. Last night I was like, no, nah, y'all could have did better. Right. <laughs> right. Now now you analyze, you gotta talk on through and you're like, hey, we we done with this. Yeah. All right. Uh what what is this one? So uh Shanine, did you have one to add into that? No, not no. The the only thing that I like I said earlier that I noticed was Quincy Jones on the piano. Nothing, not a um a blooper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, hey. So, um, who who mentioned the crows earlier? Who's that? I, that? I mentioned part of it. I think a couple people did. Answer right. that as well. So, if you guys remember, um, when in that in that in that scene when she pulled him off of the off the stand, the scale of the post, and remember he was having you know he first fell he couldn't even stand up and shit you know it was like oh his legs were all broken and bow legged, but immediately. Immediately, when Dorothy started to chase the crows off, shoo, 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 and she ran after them, Michael was in the back walking like, doo, 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 doo. Oh, oh, absolutely perfect. <laughs> I'm like, Mike, what are you doing, man? Five seconds ago, you couldn't walk. You were a baby. Now you're just standing upright and tight. So so they, they had that happening there, man. And then uh, one last one, too, in the subway scene. The little peddler that was down in there, and y'all gonna have to go back in there, and you're gonna have to look at it real tight. I want to go back to that. Angela's scared. She's gonna have a nightmare again about that one. <laughs> Man, that peddler. This, this one, you you'll want to go see this one because listen, when they first showed him, he had on white gym shoes. He had white tennis shoes, oh. and then when they came back and showed him again, that Mark had on dark color boots. I'm like. Uh... <laughs> I thought they almost ruined the movie for me, man. You know you get a hair. You know how you sneaker heads. I was like, oh man. I don't know. It looked like they may have been some Chuck Taylors on them little yeah. shoes. They were, yeah. But swapped it came out. Back with the, he came back with the other damn shoes, man. Come on, wardrobe, get it together. Come, yes. on. Come on, wardrobe. Yes. All right. Consistency. All right. That's what we need. 
my question was since you brought up that guy real quick Teron, who also had the the orange clowns right that grew yeah was that always hanging from his thing when he was running around i always felt like he was the oil like he had oil or something he was selling in that little tray and then it may have been like orange things dangling in the beginning but that kind of threw me off. Those clowns came out of nowhere. Now I meant to ask y'all, like, was the clowns there. always there? And they, they, were, they were always there, but they were a lot smaller because remember small. they kept growing. Yeah, and then they just grew in the in the subway station. Okay. I never yeah. understand paper mache evil presence. Like he was was he working with Eveline? Like he was following right. them from the beginning. Like he was following them. You know, and if you remember Dorothy in the beginning, when she first got over there, he came from under like the like the garden level of apartment and ran off. Yep. I'm like, where that dude come from? <laughs> yes, that's the same. Oh, this was the same guy, right? That's the same yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. He was he was same dude. So, did you all anybody watch Lovecraft Country? I didn't finish it. I got yes. like three more episodes. Okay, so the graffiti scene when 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 they peeled themselves from the wall. They they reminded me of the the two girl characters in love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh damn. Oh that's It did remind me. So maybe me of they that. maybe they were inspired by the witness. Hmm. There you go. Hey man. Hey, so like we can tell you. All right. Well listen up man, we we didn't tap into this it's been a hell of a show and I promise you we can keep going on. Right. We, we got we got to though and i need each of you just to share with me out of the soundtrack what was your favorite and i'm gonna say your favorite two songs in there if you got two of them what were your favorite two i go first <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know how to go first i just don't I, like i only have two really i mean okay. that i love that really like every time i hear it it makes me the dance and move around I, all of them did but um I love Michael Jackson. You can't win. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was like huge. And then to see that the Wicked Witch of the West to get flushed, and then you know, Brand New Day, aka uh, uh, Everybody Rejoice, the Luther Vandross pen song. That always, you know, it's like a celebration. It just makes you feel light. So those were like my two uh, two songs um, that I enjoyed, like out of out of the soundtrack. Okay, okay. Uh, Want to happen there next? I would say I alluded to this earlier, but what would I do if I could feel? Love, love, love that song. Um, yep. Neil played the Tin Man in that Wiz, the remake, and he nailed that too. Mm. Um, and he's on down the road. So those are my two. Absolutely. There you go. Shanine? You can't win. Yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, what would I do if I could feel? Like the beginning of that was just like real, like beautiful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. And and while we wrapping this up, in the chat, if you go, give me, if I get, give me your top songs. Give me your top song in the chat. If I find two of you guys that put your top song in the chat, that's going to be our outro music that we're going to use. <laughs> So we're gonna use that. And I'm surprised from you guys, man. Um, for me, uh, it was Mean Old Lion. For that you guys that, that was on there with him. Right. And then Diana, when she, you know, was getting with him, called Be a Lion. Be yeah. a Lion. <laughs> oh, 
Shout out to my mom. That's her favorite. You see what I'm saying? Come on. Is it? Okay. That's her favorite. What's that? And then I'm going to just slide a third one in here. Don't nobody bring me. No Damn right. Damn right. Okay. Oh, you're right. Too, by the way. He don't want nobody bringing him no bad news. Don't nobody bring me no damn bad news. (laughs) All right. So, so right now I'm looking in this chat here. I need a couple more votes. Um, we got you can't win. Got two for home. Oh, we got two for home. Well, oh, we got some home joining. Okay. We got two for you can't win. Also, we got the poppies theme and the Emerald City theme song. Okay. I throw that another. We need, quote we need a tiebreaker in, in there. If you know yourself, you're always home. That was one of the quotes. So some people were talking about that that song. Love that. <laughs> All right. Well, hmm. hey. With that being said, family. Let me go ahead and uh Good grammar and make this little thing happen for us. Not now, but right now. Look, look, you see how they played me? They, they do that to you sometime, brother. <laughs> Here we go. It's all good. Oh. Hey. Let me share this with you guys, man. We really appreciate you rocking with us on another in the zone podcast we came out here with the whiz as you can see jeff murray angela bell shaneen murray we always thinking about home when thinking about this incredible movie get out here and share this movie with your family your friends as a matter of fact it's time for another watch party keep being safe you all this is almost over we can't wait to see you live and direct. My man is not in here. I'm going to tell you this, my good brother. We appreciate you, B. Foster, for letting us rock and take over your show tonight. Without you, there is no us, my brother. We appreciate you. We love it. And in the immortal words of the Wiz and Dorothy, Diana Ross, take us out. Peace, family. Let it rock, let it roll. But you know we got to let it blow on this last little scene. Angela, I see both of y'all getting into it. I'm loving these looks on these ladies, Jeff. Check them out. I'm checking them out. They they vibing. I'm going to do this one for the fellas. Right, hold on. Let me get it with you. You got to slow it down, family. Damn right, I'm sending that shout out to my Edmonds family. <laughs> Let me lean with it. Thank you, my Chatty man. Roll. What up, beat folks? Chatty roll. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, my brother. Hey, Chatty roll. I appreciate you, my man. Hey, great job, you guys. I thoroughly enjoyed that, no doubt. Thanks for kicking off the chat. I saw you posting a lot of that. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, next week. Purple rain. Let's go. See y'all next week. I'll be back. In the zone podcast. We out. Holla.